Hello, dear listeners, and welcome to another inspiring episode of Hatch Invites. With Hatch Invites, we try to put inspiring people on stage, sometimes virtually, often remote, and sometimes in person. Today, we're going to talk about how to lead with care in a world with upcoming intelligence that is artificial. The topic of the year, yeah, yeah, artificial intelligence, because Many organizations see endless opportunities to make things better and more efficient. They are enthusiastic about artificial intelligence, but how to embed it in your organization? How to calibrate natural intelligence coming from humans with artificial intelligence coming from machines? And to elaborate this topic, we invited three seasoned professionals from Deutsche Telekom. And the first one we talked to is Manuel Kirailidis. Manuel. Yes, yes, sir. Manuel, hey. He's the initiator of the Speed Up Learning event at Deutsche Telekom. And at last event in Athens, he brought together senior managers around the topic of artificial intelligence. So who else should we talk to, Manuel? How are you doing? Pretty fine, actually. Excited to be part of uh, this podcast. And uh, thank you for the warm words of being an inspiring person. Very well, much appreciated. Uh, it's, I think it's the truth because we talked a bit in preparation of this podcast. So 100% it's going to be inspiring. Maybe for the listeners that are not working at Deutsche Telekom, what is speed up? Okay, what is speed up? Let me just try to, to describe that in the most easiest way. Our companies like Deutsche Telekom and some others are actually trying to combine their employees, but also leaders on changing activities. And that can mm -hmm. be a skilling, reskilling, upskilling topic, but it can also be impacts of a political case or a technology case like we have it with AI. And there are many formats like learning sessions you can offer. You can record them. You can offer them. There are platforms known everywhere and worldwide. But we actually came up with this beat up format, creating a dedicated, a new format where we put together a quantity of people around 100. And in this case, it were exactly 100 participants. And we create an environment somewhere else than the offices and an environment where people are keen to learn, are keen to challenge each other and are happy of having a network. And as we actually call that speed up because it's supposed to speed up your learning process on a topic, we have created exactly this event and this event took place uh, this year in, in Athens and was extremely successful on the AI perspective. Why was it so successful? If you say it's successful, I'm, you make me curious. <clears throat> because it's not only about learning. Okay. So I can put you in a session, you consume 90 minutes of recorded or virtual or however content, and I would try to actually teach you a certain topic. But in this case, we have put people together who have a, a certain knowledge and we have put them together in an environment which were new for all of them. So even if you were an expert, you would have a keynote, for instance, of somebody who inspires you and who sees uh, the topics from a different angle. You would have people across the borders. So this time it was the first time that we actually um, put 100 hardcore um, experts together in one room talking about a topic, even if they were not sitting together in one legal entity. I think that in this case, and for this year, the recipe for success was that we mixed the people of entities worldwide, making no differentiation about their roles or about their rankings, but just with a focus on AI. And that could mm -hmm. be a senior expert or a, even a, a leader, depending on the quantity on the topic. Mm -hmm. Well, 
We all know that artificial intelligence is probably the topic of the year. Maybe it will be the topic of the decade. Why is it so important to give AI so much attention now in the company? Mm -hmm. Because as a, as a matter of fact, AI is a topic already since a few decades. Mm -hmm. But uh, what is the difference with AI which came up, let's put it this way, for this year? I got generative, meaning that now AI is capable of creating own content without having asked directly to create something in particular, um, which makes it interesting and even more accessible for everyone. And due to the fact that we have this now, let's say, highly interactive and smart environment available for everyone, like ChatGPT 3.5 or whatsoever, um, this makes AI now touchable for everyone. Okay. And that's why this technique, this new topic is a new topic similar to a smartphone. Okay, it's not just a phone. It's a phone you can use with display, with apps and all this kind of stuff. And mm -hmm. AI is the next level. And AI is here to stay. So there will be no chance of not the focusing, handling and dealing with AI with all the pros and cons. Mm -hmm. it, it's definitely also an evolutionary thing. Nevertheless, I see a lot of people in a lot of companies still seeing AI or the integration or the embedding of AI in their company as a problem not as a solution. Yes, um, it is a problem, uh, to, be, uh, to be honest. It is a problem because it forces us to have a look at many topics we have taken or considered as given. Okay, so legal entities, uh, working environment processes, and this kind of stuff. And now we have a technique, we have a technology which actually supports us to work on exactly these elements in a more professional, in a more sophisticated way in a way that most probably we, we wouldn't have thought about because it's thinking just in, or approaching the topic in a different way. So it is a challenge. It is something where many companies for sure struggle. We at Deutsche Telekom, we decided to actually to start to getting things done, to mm -hmm. make the first steps, to actually teach our people what AI is and the chances it brings because every new technology has chances, okay? It's always somewhere, there's always a risk. If you want to see one, you find it. Mm -hmm. But it's a high quantity of chances, and that's what we're trying to do. And now we're going to start solving the topics like copyright, data compliance, and uh, technologies, and technology and premises, also, uh, oh, open oh, oh. source, and so on. Yeah, also the ethical stuff? Also the ethical stuff. We have a dedicated team which is uh, focusing on ethical approaches, and ethical is a, is a huge topic also for us as, as HR, okay? So take the diversity topic into account. Have a look at how diverse can AI be. AI is still a machine we taught about our topic. So it is human knowledge inside of these machines. So this yeah. is an important topic if we talk about ethicals. So yeah, that's also a very important insight because I, I think not a lot of people really realize that what you put in a machine are often human thoughts or human rules or existing human behavior. So the chance for certain biases is always there. There's this that's beautiful English expression that says, handle with care. And I had to say when Hatch was invited on stage at Speedup in Athens to also elaborate on the topic, how to lead with care, how to be a, a company that is leading, but with care and carefully integrating human intelligence and machine intelligence together. I, I would like to know how, in, in your perspective, what's the best way to integrate AI? 
the best way to integrate um, any kind of technology or, or new things is actually to be open, okay? To be aware of the impact this topic, this technology can have. And AI is for sure a technology which would help us in a tremendous positive way wherever you have a look at. But mm -hmm. we have to be aware of that also AI can create fear, okay? Just take an employee who is not into AI and who is not aware that he or she is already using AI since ages, okay? Mm -hmm. For instance, on maps or whatsoever, okay? This person will get scared. This person will be afraid of, of losing his or her job or whatsoever. So we have to take care of the human perspective in that environment in order to be capable of implementing something in a good way. Okay, so the human aspect is a very important one because only if we take care of, of the human aspect on the, all these topics, we can also make sure that the technology is used in the right, in the wise way, in a non-biased way and not only taken as given. Okay, because also AI content has to be challenged. It's not only because a machine gives you this output that the output is correct. So it's still you that we still need this, this symbiosis between human and non-humans uh, in order to use intelligence in a way that it really helps us. I, I couldn't uh, agree more, Manuel. You see it as an evolutionary thing. It's about step-by-step -step adaptation. And what I hear you saying also very clearly is be as transparent as you can be about what you are doing currently now, because it's a new technology and everything... What is new, probably people will be a little bit scared. Of course. It, it's like the first train that was driving. The, the farmers thought that their cows would not give milk anymore, to give of a, an example yes. of the past. I have one more burning question, because if you talk mm -hmm. about transparency, I, I ask you, be transparent. How? What kind of AI stuff currently are you enrolling in the company? It's Can you so give concrete examples? So yes, for sure. So obviously we're looking everywhere on where to enroll AI. And there are certain projects which are by all meanings and all friendship, not ready to be to be communicated. But what I can say, for instance, is all this picture, movie and whatsoever generation tools used by, by AI or actually given us an output by AI, but also tools like ChatGPT, Glowed, Barrage, you, you name them, Copilot, mm -hmm. are used actually to challenge ourselves. So we can ask these devices like, hey, if you would do this or that, what would you recommend? In order to avoid that we forget a pillar, an anchor, whatsoever. Because also in our environment, job is not getting less. Okay, the topics are where it's supposed to happen. So in that case, I is actually a colleague supporting like, hey, don't forget this topic or have a look if we can implement this or that. And the same applies also to graphical work. Okay, so it's not about it's killing agency work or media work but it can help us to actually transport what we would like to get from an agency in a better way by, by helping us to create the pictures and to prepare them for instance. Okay, wow. Uh, Manuel, I wanna thank you for, uh, for bringing your insights to the table and your contribution to this uh, podcast. Mm -hmm. Thank you. And mm -hmm. uh, I would say, keep up speeding up, Manuel. I will try. I will give my best. With great pleasure, I had a conversation with Manuel, one of the initiators of the Speed Up event last month in Athens, and also one of the motivations to make this beautiful podcast. We at Hatch had the opportunity to host a couple of sessions and to dive into the topic, how to handle with care while embedding artificial intelligence in your organization. So we thought, why not invite someone who attended the event, someone 
which we can talk about her vision on artificial intelligence within her field of expertise, but also someone who hopefully enjoyed the two days in Athens. Nora Weber, senior expert regarding the impact of data and analytics, personalization, customer loyalty, and value management. Hello, Nora. How is life? Hi, Aris. Thanks for having me here. Life is great. We have a lot of interesting topics around, for example, around AI and uh, Christmas is coming. So what can I say? It's a beautiful time of the year. The the only thing is that it's getting dark so early and uh, you always have to get used to it. And uh, hopefully it, it will be March and April that the days will get a little bit longer because I think most of the people love light, no? Normally, what what happens in Athens stays in Athens. We know the expression, but how do you experience the two days? We had two fantastic days together with uh, a lot of other colleagues from all around the different segments of Deutsche Telekom. It was what I really found good is that we could get connected. So we could uh, meet each other. We had an understanding how many people from the different segments are working on this topic in Deutsche Telekom. That is ensuring, obviously, a long-term collaboration for us. But also during the discussions, we were already able to identify certain points where we can start already collaborating right now. Can you make that concrete for me, Nora? I think uh, most of the listeners now think, okay, that's interesting. People connect with each other. People from different corners throughout Deutsche Telekom, they connect, they collaborate. They they see something mutual and they start initiatives. What kind of collaboration are you talking about then? I'm working, for example, in the commercial area. So it's uh, all about how to serve our customers the best way possible, how to deliver against their expectations, how to decrease the effort doing business with us and also make them stay with us, not because they have to, but because they, they want to. And there's obviously a lot of opportunities around that. And talking to people, for example, from the service area and also from technology, it was clear that at the end, goal wherever you are going, whatever organization, the goal is still the same. So all these, like how to make things more efficient, more effortless, more more easy, more, or just simply better for the customers. For example, one of the easier examples for what we were talking about, and it's already something that is being used in different industries across the world, is for example, the sentiment analysis that you can use in call centers. And that is really helping not only the the customers who is, for example, coming into the call center and super frustrated and annoyed. And in case this machine is detecting that this customer has these feelings, then obviously it won't keep the customer so long in the IVR, but will direct this customer to the call center agent to make sure that the, the problem is handled fast. And the just to, to explain also, for example, the other side, the it's not good for the customer, but also for the agent. Imagine that agent is getting the call from the customer and immediately gets the information. Look, watch out, this customer is frustrated and so on. So he can go in immediately into this conversation with more empathy. And that also helps him to make this contact faster and more efficient and really more customer sense. Nora, when I listen carefully, it seems to me that... There will be a very happy marriage between the marketing field, which you embody as a marketer, digital marketer in the midst of data and, and analyzation, personalization, stuff like that, and artificial intelligence. So it's a happy marriage, but 
I can imagine that within that marriage, there will be also some challenges, no? Definitely. There is a lot of challenges that is coming with AI. And some of them is might some of them might be easier to manage. Some is not yet clear because we do not yet have transparency on it. So the first one I would mention is the, the sphere that we may have on the customer side as well, but also from our employees. They mm-hmm. fear of the unknown. They do not know this new technology. So they look at AI as the evil who is taking their job or it's like for manipulating data and it will take some jobs. So don't, I don't want to make this look different than what it is. But it's also mm-hmm. there to support us, also there to support employees to become more efficient in what they are doing and making their job easier. Mm-hmm. And so what we see now is this topic around AI and uh, all the developments are, are happening very rapidly and they are opening thousands of new opportunities. And yeah, obviously it's not yet regulated. The question how much it needs to be regulated. So we will definitely need some guidelines um, and transparency on what is ethical and what is not. And I think this is what is going to be very uh, challenging and definitely we will need interdisciplinary teams for this to define the basics. And the biggest challenge, what I see there is to find this balance between what is ethically okay and from which uh, point is it uh, rather an ethical washing because we say we do certain things for example for the greater good and uh, because of that we are not we are disregarding privacy topics Mm -hmm. we had this example we discussed also in greece around wildfires and how to use our base stations in white forest areas attach cameras to that to try to detect and avoid spread of wildfire. Mm-hmm. Yeah, with the camera, obviously, you need to disregard, for example, privacy topic because you need to see who is there, who is putting something on fire, right? And there, I think this question, whether it's ethical or not, it might be easier because it's for the greater good. But I think yeah. the more presence we will have, the harder it will get to define where is this thin line between the two. Yeah, where where is the balance between the benefit and the possible disbenefit? You gave the great example about uh, sentiment analysis of call centers and stuff like that. I'm interested if you could give some more practical examples where you currently have or are integrating artificial intelligence in your processes. And I'm also very curious if AI can facilitate personalized marketing because that's also let's say, a northern star within the marketing field? Yeah, both. So on the personalized marketing, obviously we can use AI to get more real-time and get faster in delivering relevant offers to the customers. Mm-hmm. Uh, so in case we can have uh, a transparency on what the customer is doing, for example, in our web shop, because we have the constant and we see that 
the customer is looking for a new iPhone, then it is definitely an important input for us not to send, for example, an Android offer to that specific customer. It's a very easy example. But we can also use it in many other areas, for example, to decrease frustration on the customer's side and the technology area to see network, how it's working, to detect anomalies and try to avoid that anomaly is being noticeable on the customer's side and do something automatically Mm -hmm. to, to change that and to solve that issue. So there's a really a lot of opportunities on both customer experience perspective, how to deliver that service without any issue to the customer. And also in case I'm talking about personalization, then how to deliver that to the customer once we have uh, access to data and can process that also real time. Okay. And if you talk about embedding artificial intelligence into the marketing field, it's about continuous learning, it's about innovation, it's about adaptation, it's about step-by-step. And then imagine it's a process going from A to Z, so from A, B, C, D to Z. Where are you now? Oh, that's a very good question because I'm working in the European headquarters of Deutsche Telekom and very closely together with 10 national companies and 10 different markets, languages and culture, and also 10 different maturity levels. That question will be really difficult for me to answer, but... uh, Okay, okay. They all have an alphabet, but okay, but you're probably somewhere in the beginning, like every company, no? Yes, I believe so. Okay. Hey, Noda, I want to thank you for this short interview. It was it was great having you in Athens. It was great having you here in the podcast. Thank you, Nora. Thank you. Quick dive into the marketing field with Nora Weber brings us to the ultimate guest in this recording, which is Tatjana Wittig. Tatjana is one of the co-creators of the AICC, the Artificial Intelligence Competence Center. For her, human centricity and innovation go hand in hand. So having the opportunity to invite her in the show is a great pleasure. Hi, Tatjana, how are you doing? Hi, Doris. Great to be here. Yeah, yeah. Did, Did you enjoy the two days in Athens? Yes, it was fantastic. Seeing people in 3D, connecting and uh, just enjoying the also the warm weather while chatting, interacting, having intensive discussion around AI and humanity was fantastic. You're the first one mentioning the weather, but I can believe if you can enjoy late November, some real sunshine, it's quite beneficial to be in uh, Athens uh, chewing on a topic of artificial intelligence and how to embed artificial intelligence in the beautiful company you're working for. Um, you're one of the persons behind the AICC. Can you tell me what is the aim of the AICC, the Artificial Intelligence Competence Center? Yes, sure. So AI Competence Center within Deutsche Telekom was founded in summer 2023. Mm-hmm. initiative from the board members seeing that we need to somehow react to all of the developments around AI. And also there are a lot of people wanting, trying to do some AI and that, okay, we need one center where everyone can go in, get advice, where we can centrally bundle activities and have all the experts. But at the same time, we are not the only one, of course, doing AI in this company. Ideally, each and every person should and is doing AI. And we are like bundling all of the force together. 
Okay. It it sounds like you're absorbing a lot of information from outside and from inside the company regarding artificial intelligence. The lessons so far, when we talked with the uh, former two guests and when we talked with a lot of professionals working on AI, is that it's a great opportunity, but it should be handled with care. What's your perspective on that matter? Absolutely. And I'm glad you're asking because within the incompetent center, we're doing different things. So first of all, we're just building our own stuff as well. So a service mm-hmm. bot, which is uh, asking c- questions of our customers around service. We're also helping other units of this company to realize AI-driven use cases. But especially in my responsibility, I'm leading the team, which is called Guide. We are looking into how to do it responsibly, how to do it in a human-centered way. Also asking questions, is it just about implementing technology all over the place and just like running with a hammer a technology and looking for some nails to hit on with a hammer? Or what problems are we really solving? And in what way are we solving the problems? Because AI can amplify the biases which we have as humans. All humans are biased, right? And and if we don't uh, carefully implement AI, we can amplify all of the existing biases and um, uh, then we will be harvesting the effects. So, Yeah, and, and if you say what kind of problems we are solving, it means uh, certain aspects of the processes within the company probably. Can you give some examples where, before stepping into ethics, which we will do later in this interview, but can you give some examples and what kind of matters you're currently are focusing regarding AI within the company? Oh, there's a multitude of things. So there are a lot of like chatbots all over the place, for example, like looking in my intranet and looking where to find certain stuff related to my status as employee, like how many days do I have left? What course can I visit here and there? So there is AI solutions being looked into, like how can we automate all of this? Then network optimization, we are rolling out fiber. So how do we know what technology to use? Or we are rolling out mobile network and we need to map down sites and the information might might not be very clear. So how can we use AI to label the pictures and um, how can we do predictive maintenance? Because before customers call us and say, hey, my network sucks, how can we, based on the data which mm-hmm. we have from the network, already see what's broken and do already like pre-maintenance, pre-care, and even a forecast. Like we know there are some outages, we're on it, you don't need to call. And hey, by the way, we just fixed it. So lots of, lots of things. Okay. Thank you for this answer because it makes it really tangible for the listeners. And now they know what kind of aspects you're working on when you're working with AI within the company. That's great. Great to know. Thank you for this uh, openness, this transparency. Um, Then you mentioned already certain aspects of of the ethical side, uh, certain kinds of biases that can occur when you apply AI. Uh, But there there are definitely more, uh, there's more ethical stuff to talk about. I think it's a very big topic, which inevitably will be also embedded in lawmaking procedures in the country, in the governmental way. But okay, let's not jump immediately to laws when we talk about ethics, That, that should be wrong maybe even unethical, but what is at stake here? When you, from your perspective, what is at stake if you focus on the ethical side of artificial intelligence? Well, I think at stake is 
our humanity, democracy, like all of what we've created in the last couple of thousand years, this is all at stake. And I don't want to create dumb scenarios. I, I know mm-hmm. they are, but but I think we we are now in a very unique position to create the future for us and for all future generations. And I think humanity has been creating some like great life-changing inventions over the last couple of thousand years, something like fire and the wheel and electricity and the train to the rail and the book pressing machine. While those things develop, we sometimes don't realize the impact which those inventions will have on the humanity. But later on, we know how much they've changed the way we live. Mm-hmm. And I think we are in the midst of this and now able to create an direction. And I think to give you a little bit already, it's not, not something which will just happen tomorrow. We are already into it. If you look in what happened um, in the last 10 years regarding our smartphone usage and how much people are, you want to look up the weather forecast, you suddenly open up your smartphone and you're 20 minutes in your smartphone, you still didn't look up your weather because you are absorbed with the other stuff, which knows what you're looking for, right? And this is already changing the dynamics in our society and the mental health of teenage generations and in the way we are living, right? And this is just a first glimpse where the race was like the race for attention. But now with the new AI, it's the race for intimacy, right? And if, if I'm able to create a digital assistant, which is able to understand me much better than my partners, my family, my kids, I don't need any more market because then this smart, close assistant will just make some life improving suggestions. And in fact, this could all be marketing. I worked a lot with tech optimists and I'm a tech optimist myself, but... There's a but. There's another. There's another side of the coin, which is the ethical side. How how do you make, from your point of view, the ethical side tangible for mm. other people in the company? Yeah, I want to give you a very tangible example. Let's say a digital assistant, and quite often we give digital assistant human names, or we create them in a human appearance. Mm-hmm. And I think this is a step which we can think about. Why are we doing this? Because it's just so natural to us. Oh, let's call it Selena. Let's call it Eliza. Let's give her a female voice. But why? Shouldn't we creating those products by purpose, not give a human appearance, human voice to just it has people the choice, like mm-hmm. how intimate they want to get into it, right? N- nice example. What's the sentiment regarding AI on the customer side of, of DT? Mm-hmm. We get in the rabbit holes of this, all of these nice apps, but can we assist people in a way which is um, like showing a mirror and helping them, not finger pointing, not telling them what to do, but holding a hand in a way which you want to, to, to lead a meaningful life on the end, right? Because mm-hmm. who's responsible on the end? Because people tend to say, oh, we're just a provider of connectivity or we're just provider of an app. But if everyone is hands off, who is in charge? You know, who is in charge of what we are creating for the society and the way we interact as a humanity? It's uh, probably one of the, the biggest questions currently hanging above the artificial intelli- intelligence field, which is called accountability. But that's probably for another episode. I want to have the opportunity to ask you a last question which is, could you suggest a, a concrete action towards our listeners? What would you propose to our listeners to do with AI tomorrow? What I would so propose, I'm extending it. It's not just one thing. First of all, 
learn about it, try it out, because we get afraid of things which we don't know. So try it out each week, a new small tool. Mm -hmm. And second one, tune into your inner compass because there will be regulations, there will be guidelines, everything. But we all need to become aware that we are all contributing into it. It's not responsibility of a government or a company. It's responsibility of all of individual in our society. And it's all of us, what's right, what's wrong. What I'm getting here, is it something I want my grandkids to use? Yeah, and swinging this direction. If you want to be part of it, contribute to it. This is what I hear you saying. And I want to thank you for this very interesting and inspiring interview. Thank you, Tatiana Wittig. Thank you. Thank you so much. And here, finally, our trilogy ends. How to lead with care while embedding AI in your organization. A Hatch Invites production that had the honor to talk to Manuel Kirialidis, Nora Weber and Tatiana Wittig just a moment ago. With them, we investigated several perspectives regarding the topic and hereby revived the team a month after the live event in Athens. I'm glad you joined us. My name is Joris van Heuklom and I hope to reconnect soon in another remote or live event from Hatch.